Shining a light on Illinois State Government. Good morning. We hope that your holiday season was holly and jolly. No matter what you celebrate, no matter what you feel, we hope that it was marvelous. This is Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association, and this is your host, Trent Nelson. Such a pleasure. We are here, as always, with our wonderful friend, the President and CEO of the Better Government Association, David Greising. We hope your holiday season was wonderful as well, sir. How are you? Good, Trent. Uh, thanks for having me again. Of course, new year, new discussions, but on the other hand, same old friends chatting about, well, so many things, sir. We have all of the new laws that are now in effect across the state of Illinois. This you might call our new law roundup episode, and we'll jump right into it as we are wont to do on our programs. So, David, in terms of public safety, the General Assembly passed a myriad of bills looking to protect the public from, uh, in so many words, themselves. What can you tell us about new laws that are meant to protect the public? Well, the one that has gotten a considerable amount of attention is the continuation and expansion of the assault weapons ban. What goes into effect now is the requirement of registration for high-powered guns that people have owned. The, The purchase of guns already was banned as of the passage of the law last January. And now, in a process that began October 1st, people who already own guns need to register them, and the same applies to high-capacity magazines, ammunition, and if they don't, they're subject to misdemeanor charge for a first offense and felony charges for subsequent violations. We have, of course, heard a great deal about that in the lead-up to January 1st. We previously discussed how the state police were having a real time of it, attempting to organize everything for the new year. And we know that that is an ongoing process, as is the anti-carjacking initiative, which for those of our listeners who are paying the most attention has been a hot button topic amongst the attorney general, Kwame Raul, who along with other attorney generals was virulent concerning the nature of carjacking and how vehicles are either allowing or not allowing uh, for that to be more common. What can you tell us about that law and legislation, sir? Well, carjacking has become a really significant problem. Carjacking offenses in the Chicago area are more than double the rate in 2019. We had in the city of Chicago through October, when the last data was reported, more than a thousand carjackings. And so cracking down on carjackings is really important. And the new law requires automakers to establish vehicle theft hotlines so that law enforcement can track vehicles that have been stolen. And there is also information that safeguards and protects consumers in terms of releasing their data to police Uh, with the vehicle owner's permission. And so these are efforts that are continuing along with uh, the work being done by local law enforcement to uh, allow people, help enable people to recover their cars more quickly uh, and to um, 
uh, catch offenders uh, when carjacking takes place. Absolutely important innovations we don't consider perhaps all the time in every part of Illinois. How at points how prevalent it can be relative to other locations. And of course, our cars are very important. Not only are they possessions, but they are means by which we affect the economy in hopefully positive ways, sir. And speaking of economy, well, we can relate everything to the economy to some degree, but what can you tell us about another large topic from the public standpoint, the indoor vape ban, sir? Well, uh, just as smoking has been illegal indoors with the old-fashioned light them up with a lighter or mat, now vaping is treated pretty much as identical to uh, cigarette smoking, and you are not allowed to smoke in any in t- inside in any public place, and also uh, within, I think it's 15 feet of the entrance to a public building. And so uh, the recognition that uh, secondhand smoke, whether in the form of traditional cigarettes or uh, vaping, can be dangerous to people. Uh, there are now strong limitations on the use of vaping uh, in any sort of public facility. Seems common sense, reasonable stuff. We don't have to subject others to our own habits. If they are not healthy for us all, it would be wise to be cognizant of our fellows. And finally, on the topic of things that aren't great for you, how is the state of Illinois looking to combat fentanyl, poisonings, fentanyl death, fentanyl in illegal drugs? What is the plan, sir? Well, fentanyl, as I think we all know by now, is a very dangerous substance. And several measures take effect this year to combat this problem. We, we have more than 3,000 fentanyl-related deaths in 2022. One new law allows pharmacies to sell fentanyl test strips so that people can tell whether the opioid is present in other drugs. And the Drug Overdose Protection Plan of the Illinois Department of Human Services also has testing supplies made available under a separate law. There's also a measure that requires high schools to begin teaching about the dangers of fentanyl in every state-required health course during the 24-25 school year. This is a long-overdue educational program that should have some effect on battling this significant health hazard. Absolutely brilliant innovations. Important. We are not going to protect anyone by hiding the fact that this is a real problem. Of course, it does not help that it is often, as you alluded to, sir, in other drugs that people are not suspecting might contain this substance. And so the legality of those substances in turn makes protecting people from this particular one a more challenging endeavor, but not impossible. Not impossible at all, sir. We have more to get to, but we're going to take a quick break and then we will be back here shining a light on Illinois state government. This is Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association. This is your host, Trent Nelson, and we'll be back in just a hot second. Shining a light on Illinois state government, this is Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association. This is your host, Trent Nelson, and we went over with President and CEO of the Better Government Association, David Grising. Those new legal innovations, those new laws, which are directly aiming 
to protect the public from actions, functions, chemicals, what have you. But we're moving on. Illinois is what is known uh, in the political world as a blue state. And certainly the Democrats in and across the state of Illinois have the power to expand certain bits of legislation. And they certainly did over the last several General Assembly sessions. Sir, what can you tell us about innovations such as minimum wage, part-time time off, which the city of Springfield recently had to pass an ordinance to align itself with, expanded parole, same-sex marriage protections, picket protections, and more. What can you tell us, sir? Yeah, there are a number of laws that were passed last year and are going into effect now that that I think of as sort of uh, making Illinois an even bluer state than it already was. And that's really part of our branding these days in, in politics and also perhaps even in attracting people to move to the state or remain in this state. One of them is the minimum wage increase. We're on our way to the $15 an hour minimum wage, which will be in effect in 2025, but up from $8.25 when the law was first passed in 2019, we this year now, as of January 1, people are entitled to a $14 per hour minimum wage. You mentioned paid time off. Hourly workers, some often uh, waiters and waitresses in particular come to mind here, often don't earn any sort of vacation time. And under this new law, people earn one hour of paid time off for every 40 hours they work up to a total of 40 hours per year. And so, in other words, they're entitled to have basically a week off of pay, at least, just like most other workers. There are also a number of laws that affect kind of social interactions, marriage protections, for example. It used to be that in Illinois, it was not legal to marry people uh, from same-sex couples who come from a state where same-sex marriages are not legal. And that has been eliminated as part of this idea that Governor J.B. Pritzker has talked about making Illinois a a beacon for gender rights. Now, if you come from a state that has a ban on same-sex marriage in Illinois, uh, you can still legally be married. And also, unions got some new protections with a new law that bans placing an object in the public way to obstruct or interfere with a picket line. And anybody who does so can now be charged $500 per episode if they, say, try to block picketers from a place where they have a right, to, you know, public right of way. So these, these, are, these are a group of laws that I, I consider sort of a, the blue state agenda being expanded here in Illinois. And again, we were speaking previously concerning the economic impacts of legislation, minimum wage, part-time off. They're certainly a part of that discussion, as is another innovation which might fall under a quote-unquote blue state agenda, expanded parole. What can you tell our listeners about what the state is looking to do with those who are not actively producing in our economy? Uh, They've been locked up. What's the state trying to do to get them back on their feet? faster? Well, the state is specifically targeting young people, people who may have committed a crime before they turned 21 and might have received a sentence, uh, a life sentence. They now will be eligible for parole after 40 years in prison. Um, This makes Illinois the 26th state to prohibit such sentences from being imposed on anyone under 
the age of 18. So, uh, again, people who serve, if they committed a crime before they turned 21, after 40 years, they're eligible for parole. And a life sentence is not allowed for anybody who commits their crime under the age of 18. A life sentence for somebody that has not even lived two decades seems remarkably harsh and a waste in many ways of an otherwise remarkable and useful life, hopefully. Cannot say that across the board, but we would like to hope so always. Now, sir, we've gotten through public safety and we've gotten through what might be considered blue state agenda items. But uh, before we get to some uh, some grab bag type legislative pieces, we have a whole bunch of laws that were pushed recently by the Illinois Secretary of State, Alexei Janoulias, and they range from the ban on book bans, which I think we've all heard about all across the state, across the country, as many other states do the exact opposite, as it were. Traffic stop innovations, license plate reading innovations as it relates to abortion and immigration in those states that are opposed to either or both. What can you tell us about what the Secretary of State's agenda has meant for the state of Illinois. Well, uh, little did we realize that the Secretary of State is also the state's chief librarian. And Alexei Janulius, uh, who succeeded Jesse White, who held that office for many, many years, is really retooling the office in many ways and has a knack for picking up issues that have a lot of public attention and and presumably public appeal. Banning book banning in Illinois as the head of librarian, the new law requires libraries to follow the guidelines of the American Library Association's Library Bill of Rights, which in general prohibits the practice of banning books or resources on the grounds that they are uh, partisan or doctrinal in, in any way. Alexi also pushed for a new law that allows you to hang an air freshener or something else that might obstruct the view of people behind a car, noting in in this effort that people who are pulled over for these very minor concerns sometimes wind up in violent episodes with police, and that data shows that there is a, a racial bias in the sort of people who are pulled over for such matters. The third notable Alexi law is one that prevents the use of license plate scanners to help with enforcement of any laws from other states that have to do with denying somebody reproductive rights and also immigration data cannot be shared with other states if there's a view that this license plate data would be used by a state that would violate uh, abortion rights or um, impose it or or threaten a person's immigration status. The Secretary of State, also as you noted, the head librarian, something we I think we all learned, he's been boogieing, and one cannot help but chuckle a slight bit at the air freshener mirror law because I think that if you speak and I've spoken to to individuals who have been pulled over for this the first question that goes through your head so often is pulled me over for my Bob Ross air freshener you know <laughs> it seems right. difficult to comprehend of course the logic that we are looking to protect ourselves a public safety risk seems again a bit incredulous when one considers that if everyone who had something hanging from their rear view got pulled over boy it'd be busy on the road that every day. No doubt. No doubt. So we have explored uh, some of the most important new laws 
across the state of Illinois with our wonderful friend, Dave Greising, the CEO and president of the Better Government Association, speaking with us on full disclosure with the Better Government Association. Of course, this is your host, Trent Nelson, and public safety, fascinating stuff concerning assault weapons and indoor vaping and uh, protecting the community from fentanyl poisoning, quote-unquote blue state innovations such as the minimum wage, part-time days off, expanded parole, laws by the very ambitious Illinois Secretary of State Alexei Janoulis. But we have a few more to get to before we let Mr. Greising get on his way today. What can you tell us about the Children's Adversity Index, uh, amongst other things? Well, this is a really, I think, a pretty important new measure that children who live in communities that are experiencing violence and other public health concerns really are traumatized often by that. And there's a huge racial disparity and economic disparity based on where people live and what sort of conditions young people are exposed to. So this new Children's Adversity Index will be now monitored by the Illinois State Board of Education. And the State Board is, is charged with developing a publicly reported index at the community or school district level that will measure what's called community childhood trauma for children between the ages of 3 and 18 years. And the index must be created by May of next year, May of 2025. And it'll include factors such as homelessness, contacts with the child welfare system, community violence, and other as, other aspects of life that, that might traumatize a child. And uh, this is one of those situations where data will be very helpful in better understanding disparities along race and other socioeconomic lines as we look statewide to bring more equity to the communities that we live in. Absolutely. And and as you noted, sir, a fantastic and important innovation because in an ideal circumstance through an index such as this, the state and those uh, facilitators of the state will have a better idea of how to shift funds to certain places to help to fix and innovate certain uh, adversities, as as the index is notably called. Really fantastic stuff. And, of course, uh, something that we've discussed down in Springfield, WMAY has discussed uh, previously, is the $20 million that has been allocated to address food deserts across the state of Illinois. What can you tell us about this innovation, sir? Yeah, the idea here is to help especially locally owned uh, for-profit and non-profit grocers serve communities where there may be a lack of available healthy food. And it's a $20 million statewide program that would provide grants that would go toward all kinds of different financial assistance as, as well as loans as well for feasibility studies, for marketing, for salaries or and benefits for workers, rent assistance, capital improvements. It basically runs the gamut to help get stores up and running or help make their businesses more viable. I've seen a number of high-profile cases where big grocery stores were opened in underinvested communities and, and didn't necessarily last. And this is an effort to help turn around the economics and make it more viable, especially for locally owned grocers who just need a little bit of help to 
uh, make their business viable. Absolutely. You know, so often we see communities take what might be called the easier way out by trying to lure companies that need less economic foundation from whether it be the local municipality or the state, the county, whatever it may be. But we put that little bit more effort into it. We can help individuals grow and develop something that might, in fact, impact the economic section of the community more intensely than that initial easy way out would. Just a thought for consideration for our listeners. And before we go, sir, Italian American Heritage Month, Springfield, like Chicago and much of the rest of the state, has a great Italian heritage. What can you tell our audience about that? Well, really, what this is about is this is a response to the movement to rewrite history so that Christopher Columbus, we saw uh, quite a, a, a big to-do, I think it was 2020, when there was a push to remove the Columbus statue in downtown Chicago, and there was a, a brawl between police and protesters, uh, people who view Columbus as part of a colonialization of the native populations in North America, which is, you know, fair enough as as a point of history. But the effect of that has been that, that Italian-Americans in Illinois felt disrespected and disregarded and are trying to look at the whole picture and say, hey, there's was some good to the fact that Western Europeans found uh, North America, too. And despite some of the problematic aspects, such as the economic disparity and some of the health uh, hazards that resulted, uh, there was benefit as well. And so this new state measure recognizes October as Italian-American Heritage Month. October is the month when uh, Christopher Columbus and the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria landed in Caribbean islands. Columbus never made it to um, the mainland, but nevertheless, it, it's an effort to give some respect to it- Italian-Americans who, who themselves have suffered discrimination over the years, and the old Columbus Day, there has has been movements to rename it as Indigenous Peoples Day, but that has not yet happened. And so, Columbus's holiday is still recognized, and the whole month now will be called Italian American Heritage Month. You heard it here first, folks. All of these wonderful innovations of the state of Illinois, well, they got kicked off whether in permanence and in totality or whether just in parts. On 1st of January, we are now into January, and we have President and CEO of the Better Government Association, David Greising, to thank for his thorough explanation, as always, sir. We come back next week to talk about more of the wonderful happenings across the state of Illinois. Wonderful and also sometimes not wonderful. Absolutely. I I think we'll be on the verge of the new uh, legislative session, so there ought to be plenty to talk about. Look forward to talking to you next week, Trent. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Plenty to talk about, and we will talk about it here because we're shining a light on Illinois state government. This is Full Disclosure with the Better Government Association. This is your host, Trent Nelson. And, of course, we once again thank the president and CEO of that organization, David Greising, for all of his information and explanations. And we look forward to catching you next week. Have a good day.